I pledge myself to the pod. Loyal I'll always be. A P to start, a D at the end, and an O sitting in between. Hello and, oh god, this is different. This is very different. (laughs) Hello and- With the pop filter? Yes. Okay. Hello and welcome to an Omnia Paratus. I'm Jay, like the letter- And I'm Angela, also known as AVO. We are two Gilmore stands diving into our own past and a present, evaluating if we were ever truly ready for anything. We discuss all things from problematic school dances to what no one prepares you for after college. Listen for tales of elusive college boys and coworkers more high-strung than Paris Geller. Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to another episode. Jay, how you doing? I'm good. I had a cold brew with oat milk. Ooh, very nice. And we launched. We are on the internet now. I know. We're live on the internet now. Well, I guess not really live because you're listening to recordings of us, but the episodes are live. You can listen at any time on any platform, Apple, Spotify, anywhere else you might find your podcasts. We're probably there. Yeah. And we had four whole listeners who were outside of the United States, whether they were using a VPN or they actually were. That's really cool. Hi, United Kingdom. Thanks for listening. Don't forget the Netherlands and Canada. Oh, right. And Canada. Hi, Canada. We might be coming for you soon. (laughs) Very soon. Yeah, no, we we could do with some snow. We could have a true Gilmore Girls Christmas. Or I could go to, I mean, we could do this simultaneously. Or we need to go to Toronto, which is New York for most movie sets. And then I can live vicariously my life in suits, Riverdale, um, The Proposal, I think. Or maybe I'm just saying because Ryan Reynolds is Canadian. Um, I can go to Degrassi. Oh my god, that would be really fun. Speaking of Degrassi, what was your favorite episode? Oh my god, that is such a difficult question. Do you know how many episodes of Degrassi there are? Nine seasons and about... Towards the end, they were doing like 40 episode seasons. I don't know what happened there because they were doing doubles for everything. I want to say... Okay, I'm going to Google it, but like make a guess and then I'll make a guess and... We'll see if you owe me another hot chocolate like last week or I owe you Dalgona supplies. Okay. I'm going to say there are – Are we including the movies? Yes. Okay. I'm going to say 478. Okay. Um, Okay. I'm going to go with 375. 385. Oh, we're we're not including the original? No. Oh. Okay. I owe you hot chocolate. Wow. I did use my calculator on that. To get the exact formula I did, I took 13 seasons of 23 episodes and then I added 40 for like seasons 10 and 11 where everyone was a double and I threw in a few extra for the movies in case anyone was trying to do their own teen drama math. (laughs) Yeah, no. So I I did something similar, but then I tossed in another 100 because – There was the first generation of Degrassi that went on for quite a while. So did you do junior high and high? Yeah. But then why wouldn't you also add a next class if you were doing like the ones that spanned the Degrassi universe? I I thought that I was including next class. Apparently I was wrong. So I included the new Netflix ones as part of Degrassi regular, Degrassi teen Nick as I knew it. All the boomers are going to come after you saying Degrassi regular. All those people who grew up with Degrassi Junior High. 
okay, they have like 12,000 different names and they all, like, it's the same characters and same families and all of them. It gets a little bit confusing. I'm very sorry. Not all Canadians are the same. Oh my lord. I'm very sorry, Canada. Drake matters, doesn't he? Oh my god, or as they say on- You're disrespecting Drake. Oh lord. I'm I'm never gonna get to meet Drake now, guys. Because I messed up Degrassi math. Basically. Lord. Okay, we must immediately recall this from- from the internet we're shutting down the podcast it's gonna ruin my chances of meeting drake oh god um okay i honestly i don't think i could tell you my favorite episode but ironically enough i was thinking about degrassi earlier this morning um just because so i was thinking of ali bandari and how she would always double dress so there was her outfit that she would leave her house in and then the outfit she would put on when she got to school ah repressed teens and their outfit changes. Basically. Or in my world, it was uniformed teens breaking free at 3 p.m. into normal clothes. Ah, got it, got it. Because I was also thinking Lane Kim with the double dressing of the shirts. Right. Like when she meets Dave and the shirt says, God saves? Trust trust God? No, I think it's like God saves. Yeah, but whatever it is, he thinks it's a band. So my favorite episode And frankly, it's just for one scene. I tried to emulate my junior prom dress after this, or maybe my winter ball dress. I don't know. We'll come back to that point. Was the episode, I mean, it's kind of a sad episode where I believe it is prom and one of the best couples of all time, Anya and Sav, plan on going to prom together. And unfortunately, his parents have a plan for him to bring this other beautiful girl whose name I don't remember, but she was in a black dress, a floor-length black dress with like a tool thing. Her hair was in a nice little bump-it style. And as she's exiting the limo, someone steps on her dress and it just happens to become this cute little strapless mini dress with adorable strappy black heels. And that's what I was trying to emulate for my winter ball, my junior year of high school i believe oh i love that that was a very cute look it was i'm glad i never actually went forth and bought the bumpets for it but Mm -hmm. like the outfit was cute i know because i feel like then you're transitioning out of canadian degrassi territory and more into jersey shore territory where they call the canadians the canadias Oh dear. Mm-hmm. I no. just rewatched all of Jersey Shore, so I'm full of fun Jersey Shore facts now, guys. We love that for you. But like back to TV world <laughs> or drama TV world, the other dress that I loved so much was the royal blue one that Lorelai, well, not royal blue, the sea blue, almost periwinkle. Not navy. Here, if you consider that light navy, you're more than welcome to have that color in 2021. Dress that Lorelai sewed for Rory's first dance at Chilton. Oh, see, I think of that more as an indigo mauve color. Isn't mauve like a purpley brown? Yeah, to me it almost looks purpley brown. I don't know which one of us needs our eyes checked, but by the way we both describe colors, one of us is off. Or both. We could both be off. We'll get a color scientist on here one day. <laughs> you can like major in colors. I'm sure the degree sounds much fancier than that. 
but I know it's a thing. Like color scientists. Interesting. See, I don't know. Maybe we should just both get our eyes checked in the new year and see what happens. Oh, I definitely need to get my eyes checked. But no, my favorite videos currently on TikTok are people mixing paint and then guessing the color. Oh my lord. That just sounds great from an ASMR perspective. You don't really hear the paint mixing because oh. people are guessing over it, but you can't always watch the original video. Hmm. I'll have to look into this. Okay. All right. So we're in a color dispute about the dress, but continue. Also in that episode, Emily makes Lorelai a piece of, okay, I don't know what my throat was doing there, of banana on toast. Oh my God. And they treated it like it was the most disgusting thing ever. It can't be that bad. Like it looked a lot less appealing. Like they looked like they got a frozen banana, defrosted it, and then put it on toast with banana and honey. Because I've had toast, I mean, I don't do sandwiches, which can be a whole episode in itself, of eating banana on toast. I choose Nutella, but it's not that mushy looking and it's edible. So I don't know what Emily and Lorelai did with theirs. Just looking at it in itself, it's a piece of probably what, like multi-grain brown bread with a mashed up banana on it. It's not white bread. It's brown bread. Which I don't understand why the Gilmore Girl house would have multi-grain bread exactly who knows maybe it maybe it was on sale maybe that's all taylor was carrying at the time maybe he wanted stars hollow to only eat brown bread for whatever reason maybe it was like a movie reference or joke like they were in a theme of i don't know movie where someone eats healthy maybe questions to one day ask amy sherman paladino great name Mm -hmm. i've recently been eating plain toast with something on top and it's actually it's sort of weird mostly from a textural perspective because it's incredibly crunchy and then you have this like secondary thing on top of it that doesn't meld together ew yeah so taste wise it's probably fine but texturally i i don't want to try that one but just going back to rory's dress on that her dress was beautiful lorelei did a great job The way that they set her up, it really made her stand out amongst everyone at the dance. It was great. And I wish Lorelai used her skills more often in dressmaking. Like, obviously, she helped with the school's production of Fiddler on the Roof with costumes. But I feel like they could have shown those skills a few more times throughout the series. Mm -hmm. I would have loved to have seen her make her own wedding dress. But the dress she got for June 3rd was so pretty. It was. So going off of that... What kind of dresses were at your school dances? I've heard recently with the youngins in school below me, and this started happening towards the end of my college years, whenever there was a big event like a dance, a formal prom, there would be Facebook pages for all the females to post their dresses on kind of like a first come first serve, don't buy my dress basis. Oh yeah, we did that. Um, My junior and senior year, we had those. They were exclusively for prom though like the school did that or students set that up so usually it was someone in the senior class was putting it together because they wanted to make sure that no one else had their dress and that they were claiming it first which was a pretty interesting concept in itself because i went to a small private high school so classes were no more than a hundred people so if you think of that as like 50 girls in a class like if there's far less of a chance of you repeating dresses than in a class of, say, 400 people. 
Yeah, my high school classes were, ooh, I think they were about six to 800 kids and not obviously all of them would go to the dances and things, but no one ever had my prom dresses, I think. I think I might have shared like a black dress at one point, but I don't even think, I think I got away with not sharing a dress all dances all years, even in college, I think. Mm Mm-hmm. I think my taste was just a little bit different than a lot of people. I think I remember my first two years of college, Toby was like the shop to get all kind of little summer and cocktail dresses and ones for PR photo shoots and things Mm -hmm. for Founders Day and all sort of events. And then they also had like the same dresses in like black, white, and red, which are the ones everyone wore to semi-formal and stuff like that and Vegas formals. Right. I think in that respect too, as far as like our semi-formal and formals went, a lot of girls actually reused dresses. It was typical for girls to reuse their prom dresses for formal or a homecoming dress or something like that. Oh yeah, I did that my first year. So I think overall, we never really had a lot of overlap. But I did actually go through my closet ahead of this and I pulled out my winter formal dress bag to refresh myself of what I wore. And oh man. Do we get a photo of this for the Insta? No, because I don't actually have any photos from back then. Like I, you would, you could get current photos of me now wearing them, which I don't think anyone really wants. Oh, I would take that. Oh my god. Well, we'll think about it. We have to see if they still fit because I was also a lot smaller in the chest area back then. As most people would say, lucky you. Well, not you then, but you now that you, as the patriarchy would like to say, became a woman, filled out. Oh my god. Left the itty bitty titty committee. (laughs) I hate filled out for whatever reason. I don't like that one. Or shapely when people describe you as shapely. Like why? Okay, so going back through this. First dance, first winter formal was a black bodycon dress with these like I feel like like thinner straps and it's made out of this scuba type material with white, pink, and purple paint splatters on it. From? From Forever 21. And I think there were also some hot pink satin heels that went with this. Yeah, I need a photo of this. <laughs> right? What was I thinking? What were the people who helped me pick this out thinking? My first winter ball Actually, Angela, is like right across from where you work. It's where I go to get dim sum with my family. Oh, okay. The building with the fountain. Yeah. Which funny story in this lovely building, which I don't know how we got it for our first winter ball, as my school called it. There's a fountain in the middle, but it didn't go the whole way through. So I thought it was raining in the middle of the dance. Oh my God. Because it's dark. So it goes from the ceiling to the floor. I've seen so many people walk into that in the middle of the day because they don't notice that it's on. Yep. And just to give you some context, there's no ledge around this fountain. It just, the floor dips in slightly. So if you're not paying attention, you can literally walk right through it and end up with an impromptu shower. Which is why I thought it was raining. Oh my god. Did you, did you, did anything happen to you? Did you get wet? No, I didn't go near it because I was like, oh no, it's leaking in this (laughs) building. Oh my god. That's so funny. Yeah, so that happened my dress as most of my dresses during this time came from macy's 
my lovely, lovely godfather took me to every dress, every formal need, formal clothing needs ever, shoe shopping. We typically took a few different trips because we're both very particular, to say it nicely. This first dress was a forest green dress, more empire waist because you know those how every Macy's dress has like the bunching on the top, like kind of mattressy looking top part? No. So like, no, you'd understand this. It's like it's the padding, but the padding is kind of like ruched in like a mattress duvet kind of on the top. Okay, I think I understand more now. And then on top of it, it was like nice. It was like not cool, but it was a very, very, very light material and it was like green and then the bodice had sequins on it and then I had little red kitten heels that were more of like a wine color so I was all Christmas out. Oh, that's so cute. Would not wear again. Seeing if I can find a photo. So for my second winter formal, I would have matched you a little bit. I had an emerald green dress. I think also from Macy's and it had sort of a black overlay on one half of the skirt so it looked it was almost color blocked. It's very cute, actually. It's a lot cuter than I'm describing it. It's like short, strapless. The color was great. The shoes got a lot better. I was just wearing some plain black heels. I don't know. I think as far as shopping went for like winter formal, winter ball, whatever you whatever you call it, it's always a little challenging because the dresses that you have to choose from are a bit more holiday-centric. Like, you get a lot of reds and greens and golds. There's a lot of sequins. So whatever you choose could probably work just as well at your formal as at, like, your next family holiday party. Yeah, you'll get the mattress reference as soon as you see this photo. No, it's not going on the Instagram. I'm just going to preface that now. <laughs> okay, if yours doesn't go up, mine don't go up. But I will I'll – I'll story the dresses. Yeah, no, I don't have the dress. I don't. Ha- I don't have this dress. I have my other three, and I have all my senior dresses. But this one, we Marie Kondoed. We said thank you, or a combination of that. And Princess Cyrus, thank you for being here today. <laughs> and then we gave it away. Very nice. I just sent you or someone else a picture of this dress. Oh, cute. Okay, I get the mattressy thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, I forgot there was a bow right under the bust. My mistake. Okay, so my third year dress looked a little bit like this. It was white though. It had the same mattressy top, but then it had a tulle halter that went over it. Interesting. That one I actually really like. I would wear that one again. My second and third year dresses were basic. They were black. One was a black taffeta with a bow, which thankfully I've gotten plenty of use out of. And then my third year was a black bodycon dress that kind of did the Grecian kind of fabric going from side to side to kind of give you curves and to suck you in, which I got use of plenty in college because during our sorority meetings, you have three types of meetings. Casual, which is where you can wear whatever you want. Business, which is you're supposed to be like snappy casual, smart casual, like you could go into an interview. Or formal meetings, which is where you had to wear a black dress. Could you wear black pants? Yes. I always knew of a black dress, but could you wear black pants? You just had to wear all black. And no jeans. Right. All black formal attire. Did people 
wear pants? Some people wore pants. Yeah, I just wasn't paying attention then. Formal all black formal attire. I think it was expanded to gray also, but oh, yes. snappy casual. One little comment there. Hate it because so many people got away with things that were not actually snappy casual. I saw so many crop tops in meeting. You would not wear a crop top to an interview. Okay, let's do a little segment of do's and don'ts of business snappy casual with Angela. (laughs) And then I'll do my favorite, which is cocktail attire, which I have a lot to say about. And for, actually, no, I won't even do cocktail attire. As Angela has a very strong passion for business casual, I have a very strong opinion on what formal attire is. I'll give you the floor first. Okay. All right. I think that's fair. Business casual. Could be dark jeans, nice jeans, no holes, no rips, um, no weird fade marks, um, a nice blouse, nothing cropped, maybe something you could tuck in, doesn't necessarily have to be. Try to avoid spaghetti straps if you do have spaghetti straps like a jacket or a nice sweater over it. Um, You can wear heels if you want to. You don't have to. Open toe really isn't all that business casual. It's a little more casual casual. And may I make a quick comment? Yes. Heel should be no higher than a three and a half inch. Right. No platforms. Try to avoid platforms. Like I get it if you're if you're short, sometimes it's just easier to wear shoes with a platform because then the heel is more forgiving for you. Or I guess not even if you're short. If you have a small foot, I'm sorry, I will say that. If you have a small foot, a platform can be more forgiving when you're wearing a taller heel. But just in general for business casual, try to avoid platforms. What about dresses and skirts? Oh, okay. Dresses and skirts should be knee length, no minis. Bodycon is okay, but try to avoid thin materials so that way you're not getting like shapewear or like panty lines or a bra line. Um, And then just be conscious of your neckline and the undergarments you're wearing there as well, just so that nothing's like slipping or sliding. Business casual doesn't have to be boring, but it should just be a little more pulled together. And I also do say this now as someone who is working in a business casual office and is very jealous of all of the casual casual offices out there. So I'm a little bit more invested in this and I do acknowledge that. The one thing I would like say in defense of people in our meetings is we went to school in a desert. So sometimes wearing things long enough and yes, people do have to work professionally in these settings. I'm not saying that just because, oh, poor us, we're college students in the desert, we shouldn't have to. But it's also not as deep, but you could also say it's preparation. But also I'm not wearing anything longer than mid-thigh if it's 97 degrees. And Yeah, that's totally fair. And I understand that, especially if you're outside. But at night, when the air conditioning is going full blast, you can bring an extra jacket. Yeah, but even with you and I, we have very different definitions of what it means when the air conditioning is on. That is true. I'm perpetually cold and Jay is fine. I was really upset in our college apartments. They wouldn't let me do the AC. I think, what is it, below like 68? Yeah, which I was very thankful for. To me, I averaged 70. Like 70 was my normal. And I think Angela would have preferred like 73, 74. Yeah. Well, I think it also helped too that whatever was going on with our apartment right underneath the floor in our kitchen and dining room, there was- Oh yeah, the dragon. Yeah. what Whatever that was, furnace, heater, boiler, whatever- 
like the we just we basically had heated floors and it extended into the living room as well so our apartment was always just a at a good baseline of warmth in the winter so we didn't really have to use the heater the first day after it hit like 82 degrees i was like okay it's summer i always say this just like a PSA for all future friends, future spouses, future people who plan to enter or who are already currently in my life. There's me sleepy. There's me hungry. There's me grumpy. There's me PMSing. Above all of those is me when it's too freaking hot. It's the worst. I am the grumpiest. I can even hold in the hangry and the tired and rally, you will not catch me rallying above 78 degrees, we'll say. Basically. Oh my God. At 78 degrees, Jay sits and she has a fan pointed like directly in her face. Correct. And thankfully, Angela, who's constantly cold, can go fetch me lemonade, ice cream, ices, mm-hmm. frozen yogurt, whatever needs to be taken from the outside world. Yep. And then I just sit behind the fan zone. So I don't feel it. It's great. What were we talking about? Dances. We're doing dances and you're going to do formal dress. I know you were giving your TED talk about business casual. So for me, for formal terms can become casual colloquialisms, can be different things to different people, but there are certain things that we just all need to agree upon such as the word formal. Formal dresses typically go to the floor. They are a formal length. They can be strapless. They can't have any sort of strap, but they are to the floor, whether they're mermaid, whether they're a shift dress or an A-line or a ball gown. Those are all formal dresses. If you could wear the dress to get down in a Vegas club, probably is not a formal dress. If JLo would wear it to her Super Bowl performance. It is probably not a formal dress. For me, formal basically means I am Serena Vanderwoodson or Blair Waldorf at the Cotillion Ball or Rory. At a, Rory's Cotillion was all white, so I'm not saying like go pre-wedding. Like we're not all like rallying for our wedding dresses, but think Blair and Serena at a ball or any ball in any Christmas movie ever. That is what a formal dress should look like. Here, here. I think, okay, as far as weddings go, I'll just, I'll say for everyone that sometimes they don't make the dress code clear in which I think that goes back on the bride, the bride and groom. Because sometimes you might get invited to a wedding, but there's no, there's no dress code indicated on the invitation. So you have to reach out and ask, and then you'll only know if you ask, which puts everyone in sort of a weird position. So I think we should all just try to put that on wedding invitations in the future. I agree with that, as we all should not be having weddings at the moment because lockdowns and masks and we are still in a pandemic. Thank you. I know California officially rolled back into shelter in place for the next three weeks. Is that right? I've been sheltering at home since March, so. Well, the stricter shelter in home guidelines. I haven't left my house in like 10 days. It's fine. I'm fine. You can all watch my Podmas on our Instagram. I'm having a wonderful time. <laughs> well, I'm definitely envious of you because I had to go into work on Friday, which meant real clothes, business casual clothes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I had to give a presentation and it was a remote presentation. No one else was in the office with me. I had like the presentation materials were in the office. so I could could have either picked them up and brought them back home and then did the presentation 
but I just stayed in the office to give it and then left them there. That's smart. Yeah. I would have done the same thing. We clearly have some opinions on dress codes for things. Which we will most likely talk more about because we have a lot of feelings. We do. Do you want to give like a quick synopsis of like your style rundown and kind of you? So I'll start <laughs> to give you some context <laughs> for like how this will go. Okay. I am five, two and a half, five, three is what we'll say for most people. I wear heels. So typically people think I'm five, five. So I don't think five, three is much of a stretch from that, from the truth, kind of somewhere in the middle of that. I am pretty well proportioned. I have, well, I had a unproportioned chest, which I recently had surgery to proportion out. And so now I'm more of an hourglass-ish and working out my hourglass is coming back, thankfully for quarantine. And so I've always been under kind of the Stacey London and Clint Kelly what not to wear era. Oh my God, I love that show. That was my show as a child. It was the show that really got me into fashion. And one of their big rules was kind of balancing your proportions, knowing your shape. So if you're wearing skinny jeans, then wear a flowier top or a baggier sweater. And if you're wearing, if you want to wear like a tighter crop top or like a bralette or something, then wear a looser skirt, a circle skirt, a flowier thing to just kind of help the eye with proportions and always try to show off your waist. It's typically the smallest point on a woman's frame. And I've always dressed very classically, liked neutrals, white, black, navy. I did have some fashion faux pas like circa my freshman year of high school when wearing like tunics over jeans was a thing. Yikes. And the big chunky belts over cardigans as tops. Another big yikes. (laughs) I always had a mentality, especially when hanging out with friends or doing things, as Angela can now know, I always overdress as opposed to underdress. I don't know, maybe. I'll buy you a hot chocolate. Are you able to name a time where I was underdressed or underdressed in proportion to our friend group or anyone you've seen me with? I don't even have to think about this. No, because I feel like we always make a comment about how we look underdressed compared to you. Yeah. Because I feel like it just it just takes that one person who whoever's the most put together automatically everyone else looks underdressed. And that was always hard because I didn't it was okay. I need you to like rep me from it. I never intended to make other people feel underdressed. This is 100% true on Jay's part. Like, if you were to go through her closet or just watch her try to pick out an outfit, like, for herself, for the day, for work, for hanging out, for classes in college, whatever, she's just a lot more prepared than the rest of us. Ooh, that's a good word. Like, even if I threw on a sorority tank and shorts... If the sorority tank font was in white, I'd wear my white sneakers. Or if the belt I was wearing had gold gold accents, I would wear like gold jewelry. I did become more casual in college. Angela, you didn't meet till me till college, but I can promise you, I like I did become a lot more casual in college. Are you serious? Oh yeah. I I need to log into Facebook and go through some old photos here. Oh, you're not gonna find them on Facebook. But like I was a big, I, I've still been a big blazer person. Blazers are great. You look really good in blazers. Thank you. But yeah, I was a big blazer person and I was always overdressed. My friends were always like, why? Some of my friends were into athleisure. Some weren't. I always looked. I like the word prepared. I was always prepared. The philosophy I came up with, and I don't know why this is the third time this week I've told this story, is my logic was, before it was Harry Styles, it was Zac Efron. It can still be Harry Styles now, is 
I don't leave my house unless I would feel comfortable if Harry Styles proposed to me and the paparazzi caught it. I feel like it's even more fitting that Harry Styles is the person that you're using now because you wouldn't want to see him underdressed in comparison to him. Yeah. Harry Styles. He'd steal the show. It's fine. I'd get to look at his dimples and I'd be getting engaged. So we're all fine. (laughs) As long as he didn't wear a dress that was prettier than mine at the wedding, I wouldn't be okay with that. What if he wore a colorful dress? I would still need to be the star of the show. Okay. Which does put a damper on my future with Harry Styles, of course. That's the only reason because I don't know how I'd feel about his dress (laughs) compared to my dress. I think overall, we've had a lot of conversations about this recently. I mean, frankly, we've had a lot of conversations about this since we met. I went to private school my basically my whole life. So for about 11 years, I wore a uniform and I didn't get to pick my own clothes out until I went to college in terms of my day-to-day outfits and putting things together. Like I went shopping and I had summer clothes and formal clothes. I didn't really have a lot outside of my uniform because that's mostly what I was wearing. And also just as the youngest person in my family, I got a lot of hand-me-downs too. So there wasn't a lot of choice in the matter. Did your school do like casual Fridays or like no anything kind of like that? No. The only thing we got to do is in eighth grade, you get Instead of wearing a skirt, girls can wear shorts. And instead of formal dress shoes, you could wear tennis shoes. But they could only be white, gray, or navy. And then in high school, there was a little bit more variation. There were more skirt colors, polo colors. Was that because the school expanded? Or like as you got older, like the older kids could veer off the traditional more? Um, So it was just... In the high school, that was just your options. So it was, you had your elementary school options and then your high school options. And so I still, I had more freedom over my shoe choice in high school. And I was allowed to wear sweatshirts or outside jackets. But again, like they still had to be within the school color scheme, which I think was five colors. It was like light blue, royal blue, navy blue, gray, and white. And then again, as a senior- I feel like every parochial school ever. <laughs> basically. And then again, as a senior, your big thing was that you were allowed to wear black tights. As opposed to what? No tights. What if it was cold? Too bad. Well, you could, you could wear pants in high school. Could you wear knee socks? Yeah, but they had to be in school colors. Like you could Britney Spears with some like white knee socks. Technically, yes. But again, with the knee socks, that only really looks good if you're doing some sort of formal dress shoe. It's not the same with sneakers. I don't know. Streetwear. Like those big like dad sneakers with some like knee socks. Like people are doing it. I mean, maybe now, but eight years ago? Oh, no. Definitely not eight years ago. It's even a trend on TikTok where people are posting like links to like uniform websites to get like the pleated skirts. Oh, my God. That's so funny. I will say one of my friends just recently went shopping at her old uniform supplier because they have really soft cardigans. Yeah. So she she replaced all of her office sweaters with them. And for uniform suppliers, like they have the clothes for all of the schools in an area. So you have like navy, green, gray, white, black, burgundy, quite a few choices. But yeah, so I wore a uniform forever. So I didn't really start putting outfits together until my first year in college. And I had no clue what I was doing. I also had like no clothes either. I still had my hand-me-downs. So that's when I first really started going shopping for day-to-day things. I had 
very little idea of what my personal style was. So trying to balance shopping with figuring out what looked good on me, what I liked, and also just the functionality of what I wanted to wear in the day-to-day was really difficult. I don't know. Jay, do I need to give them like a picture of me like you did? Sure. Okay. So similarly to Jay, I'm 5'2", 5'3 on a good day. And like, I don't know, I'm not like weirdly proportioned, but clothes just seem to fit me as if I was strangely proportioned. So my shoulders aren't necessarily broad, but they're larger than my chest torso area. So to fit something properly in my shoulders, it fits me very loosely in the body. Or if I want it to fit me correctly in the body, the shoulders are way too tight. And then for pants to accurately fit my hips, the waist and legs are off. Or if I get it to fit my legs, it's barely closing and not fitting me properly at the waist. Proportions in mainstream clothes are the worst. No wonder clothes fit so much better when everyone would make their own clothes at home right my big project for this year was going to be separating out everything that I wanted to have tailored so it fit me properly it's all just sitting in a bag in my closet now same I feel like overall I love shoes they're my favorite thing to buy they're the favorite part of any of my outfits I mostly wear sneakers though how many pairs of shoes have you gotten over quarantine mm-hmm. um I think we're at 15 and how many of them have you worn um none carry on I have nowhere to wear them to they're truly beautiful though they're 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 good future investments I don't know I wear a lot of sneakers and so in that way I feel like I tend to just fall a little bit more into athleisure I don't know I still don't even think that's actually correct because it does it just doesn't exactly feel like me. So congratulations. If you're listening to this podcast, you're going to come along with me on my style evolution. I feel like we could actually do a thing on all of the clothes that I've also bought in quarantine, just trying to figure out what I like. You got to start somewhere. Mm -hmm. So Jay, do you have any lingering feelings on winter formal? I think we need to break the notion of going to dances being associated with dates i did not have a date for anything all throughout high school no prom date no formal dates none of the sorts and i think fortunately i had a great group of friends who we all had fun together and were able to dance and have fun and a lot of girls did that at my school but i also think it's not normalized to do that and it's looked down upon especially for the bigger ones such as prom to like people won't go without a date and i think it's ridiculous and I think no one tells you you can't go but there's such a shame and social construct around this. Harris took her cousin because of this construct. And she had to give him gas money. Which I also don't understand. I mean I guess it was an older cousin but. I I do agree. I think that I didn't encounter this so much in high school. It was more in college for like semi or formal. There was a lot of pressure to bring a date and I just I really didn't understand it. So in high school, I only took dates to two things. I think one was, I think they were both prom and they were the worst times I ever had at dances. I just, I didn't, I didn't enjoy being there with my date. I'd had so much fun previously just hanging out with my friends that having to be there with another person who felt like you needed to be with them all night long 
wasn't for me. I don't even think I danced at my senior prom. Oof, that's unfortunate. Right? And as I feel like I've talked about this before, I'm a horrible dancer, but I do like to dance. I think it's just hard because it's such a thing of like introspect, self-reflect on the situation. Okay. So thinking about the idea of going to like a dance without a date, which was very often, especially for our dances at school, but like getting a date and like the connotation of bringing a date carries value. And that's like, well, why does it carry value? It's the same reason being in a relationship, being married carries value because, I mean, this might be getting really deep, but it's like someone else validates your cool factor. Interesting. So, okay. Do you disagree? Well, I understand it. But in a sense, it's just such a foreign concept because in my high school experience, no one really took a date to anything. It was more you had a date if you were in a relationship or you wanted to bring someone from a different school. Oh, no, that's how my school was too. But it was a thing of like, I'm sure more often than not, boys who couldn't get a date would not go as opposed to girls who didn't have a date, which is also just super confusing. If you know there's a whole bunch of girls who are going without dates, then your odds are better at finding a girl than if you stay home. Exactly. Well, I think as well, I just don't think I ever ran into that issue in high school because we were such a small group. Everyone just went. Oh, no, I didn't take a date to my junior prom because I was actually very offended that the guy who I was seeing felt entitled to come with me. There was no ask. He just assumed that he was coming with me. I didn't like that. What? Wait, okay, <laughs> hold on. I'm going to I'm going to need to play this back. You are in a relationship with a boy. Yes. You are in an exclusive relationship with a boy. Correct. Why would it not be the assumption that you would go to dances together? Because I wanted to Okay, I, this is just gonna, I don't know, maybe I'm a jerk. <laughs> so we went to different schools and I didn't want him to come. I just wanted to be there with my friends. He knew some of my friends already, so I wasn't necessarily worried about him like needing to fit in or anything like that. It was more just that in my previous experiences, I had such fun going with my group of girlfriends. I didn't ask him to come with me. Well, no, I understand that you didn't ask, but like, Comment below or feel free to DM us and think if you were in a relationship with someone and it was a dance season, whether it's in college, high school, middle school, what would be your assumption in that situation? Well, considering that, you know, that relationship did not last much longer after prom, we weren't really meant to be in one. I don't know. So maybe maybe it was a subconscious thing of where... I didn't really see it going places, so I was pulling away. I don't know. When I think back on it, I always think of it as I would rather have gone on my own and a lot of my friends were going without dates. Mm -hmm. It seemed like the best option. And then because, you know, we could see each other whenever we wanted. It's like we don't have to go to dances together. So do you think it was more the guy or the situation i think it was definitely the situation because so like any boyfriend in that situation you would have felt that way yeah i don't like when people assume that they automatically get to come to the same activities or events with me because we're in a relationship what else does this extend to like if we were going to brunch just because I'm going doesn't mean that my significant other would have would be automatically invited. Like, I think that's still within my right to extend an invitation. 
It's like it could be a brunch, it could be dinner, it could be a concert, it could be a sporting event, like just hanging out, like a wedding. If I got a plus one to a wedding, it's yes, it's meant for my significant other, but it doesn't necessarily mean that I need to use it. I don't know. Am I weird? I can't wait for the episode we do on weddings. And all the opinions we have as we are both single and have attended like. I've attended five weddings and in three of those I've been in, in the wedding. So my perspective is a bit different than a lot of other people's. You know, our wedding episode is going to be great and it'll be something really funny to look back on when we actually have weddings of our own and can see how naive we were or how right we were. Who knows? I'm always right. I don't know, Jay. How do you feel about it? If you had a significant other in a in your prom timeline, what would you have done? If I was in an exclusive relationship with someone, I don't understand how it's not something that has been discussed one way or the other. And I feel like if one party has a strong feeling one way or another, they need to bring it up. Like if it's like, I really want to go to this dance and then your partner's like, I really don't want to, but you can go with friends or I really want to go to this dance alone or I really don't want to go to this dance. It should be discussed prior. Otherwise... Clearly, if Angela and I were dating, this wouldn't have gone very well. Because <laughs> if I was in a relationship with someone, I would be under the assumption that, of course, we were going together. Really? Like, it's implied we're in a relationship. It's prom. Oh, I never assume. Like, I mean, you, you've, you've witnessed this now a couple times where I need some very clear, definitive asks for things that other people seem to think are inevitable, we'll say. True, but my whole thing is if you feel very strongly, of course you don't automatically get an invite, you need to say that just as if, of course you're supposed to come with me. It's the same thing. Like it needs to be discussed. I'm right now being taken back to the scene in Awkward when Maddie asks Jenna slightly too late and Jake asks her. Right. It's a thing of like, neither one of them wanted to inconvenience the other, so they both didn't end up going together. Because neither one of them said they wanted to go together mm -hmm. and made it sound like either one of them cared. If you care, whether that means you care to go with your partner, you care to not go with your partner, you care to stay home with your partner, you need to say something. Well, that is what I learned from my junior prom situation. And I've made it clear in all of the relationships after that. I'm not looking for a plus one. I'll ask if needed. Basically. Last time she made her hinge, she looked like... All she did was eat at restaurants. Oh yeah, every single question was about every single question answered was about food. Every picture had some sort of food in it. I cut that back real fast. I love food too, but I think like it was a little competitive eater vibes. Possibly. I don't know. I okay, I, I get it from that perspective. Actually, no, I'm just gonna take that back. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Cause also the thing is you're like, why aren't these dynamic guys who like sports and like to read? It's like, because all they know is you eat. Yes, I eat the food at the sports games. I eat the food before the museum. I eat the food after we go to the gym. Actually, I take that back. I'm never going to the gym with a significant other. That's too much pressure. I would go. I've done it a couple times and I feel like I look way too gross afterward. It's like I don't want to le then leave with them. Because I don't want to get, I don't want to give them an extended period of time to look at me. What are you like, Fiona? Like, gonna turn into like? I mean, it kind of feels that way. Like, I start sweating. My hair starts, like, if my hair's straightened, it starts like curling a little bit at the root. 
Like Okay, so back to being a little more on brand. We talked about problematic school dances. The one real problematic thing that happened is my school mascot used to be a Native American. Not like a specific one, just like Native Americans. We got named to an animal and... It was tradition that the senior girls wore little volleyball shorts and outfits to represent our school's history of being the Native Americans and would braid their hair and do the little red lipstick and on their under their eyes and on their forehead. Oh no. Little braids and more feathers in their hair. That was a thing. Oh no. I never did it when I became a senior, but like it was definitely a thing. I didn't see any problem with it originally because it was a, like it was an attribute to the school and the school's history. But it's like, wait, that's so freaking problematic. Oh, my Lord. Where we're taught about the tribes in which our land is was stolen from. We literally do an entire year of history on it. So it was very surprising in school. That was one of the more problematic things at my school that like your school breathalyzed, my school breathalyzed and pat down. No, we were more like when it came to us, I don't think we touch your nose, walk on a line, say the alphabet backwards. No. So in true private school fashion, we either had chaperones that did not care and were completely checked out or we had those that were walking through the dance floor with flashlights. Leaving room for Jesus. Yeah. So yeah, no, we didn't, we didn't have anything. Okay, wait, hold on. We need to go back to the whole, like, leave room for Jesus. Okay. How much room, like, I feel like I'm just this kind of, like, bratty kid who literally, like, would have Googled, like, Jesus' measurements. <laughs> if you're making me be arm span apart, like, I don't think Jesus was that big, at least on the photo depictions of whether he is more kind of the Eurocentric features or the Middle Eastern one. Jesus, like, was a, like, was a scrawny guy. So, like, you don't need to be that far apart. So I never really understood that. It basically... And if you mean Jesus' essence, Jesus' <laughs> essence doesn't take up space. It's like the wind in a walk to remember. It's like, it's always around <laughs> us. But like, Jesus' essence isn't just between you. It's around you. So like, Jesus was still there watching. He didn't need to be physically between you as a barrier. Oh my lord. Yeah, it basically it's just a way of saying do not get too close. There's no exact measurements. There's there's no tape measures or rulers or like Bibles involved. It's just a way of saying like you do not need to be on top of each other. I have a question and if it's too blasphemous, you can cut okay. this out. Oh my lord. Well, yeah, you will definitely need to cut that out. Um, <laughs> It depends on who you're asking. Me, I don't think so. Those were our dances. Like either people didn't care or they were way too invested and they literally, like the chaperones just like patrolled through the dance floor all night. And also keep in mind, really small school. So like our dances were maybe like 200 people. That's like almost the whole school. But our winter formal, on the other hand, that's where I learned what twerking was. School dances? Specifically, our because we were so small and there were other smaller Catholic schools in the area as well for winter formal, they actually got a larger location and put like three to five of the schools together. And it was my first winter formal and my friends and I went and we like were a little scared to dance because like there there were maybe like a thousand people there and the dance floor looked really rowdy. But we were like, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to go in. And we got it in our heads that we needed to go into the middle of the dance floor to dance. So within like five seconds, we're all being pushed and pulled in different directions and we're separated probably over it within 
like two to three minutes because I'm tiny and elbows are sharp and I'm just really over being jostled. So I'm trying to dance my way back out of the crowd. Preach. And I end up over by this wall and there's maybe like 20 girls against the wall, like hands down, legs up, like twerking on the wall, like dresses over their heads and everything. I didn't understand. I was like, why are they doing handstands? Like, are, are they a dance team? Like, do, does their school have cheerleaders? Oh, dear. So then when I finally made it back to my table and I was with my friends, um, one of them asked me, like, oh, did you see the twerk wall? And I was like, what is that? <laughs> and she had to explain it to me. What do you think was the most problematic thing about your school dances? For me, I think it's the way in which we'll call them the overly attentive chaperones. They only paid attention to certain groups of people. Say it's like you didn't really necessarily have to worry about what was going on on a dance floor because they're like it's a large group of people. Nothing's really going to happen. Like they should have paid more attention to like behind the stage area or the bathrooms or the people who snuck outside. They were a little too invested in saving room for Jesus and not looking at like what was actually going on. But I think that's just that's sort of private school in a nutshell that there's just a lot of blind eyes turned. I spent most of my time on the dance floor, so I can't really tell you what went on in other places, and I'm not going to spread, like, eight-year-old rumors after the fact, but... Isn't that when the Statue of Limitations are up, though? I think it's ten years. We'll have to look into it. That's what I'll say. It's like, you should be less worried about the people who are actually dancing. Here, here. I don't know, Jay, if you could do it all over again, what dance would you redo? Like redo and change or relive? Like relive. If I could redo any of them, it would probably be my first formal in college, whereas the first year that we got a yacht and it was great because my grand was a senior, so it was her last formal and... It was just really fun. What about you? What would you relive? I would actually redo my junior prom just because it was like the perfect storm of like just little little crazy things that made it not as enjoyable as it could be. And that was my first, it felt like the first real dance in many ways. And so I feel like that set the tone for the rest that I, the rest that I attended and how I felt about them. So like for even through college, even through college. So for my junior prom, I had two dresses, needed two dresses. My first one was the most amazing, beautiful coral orange. How to like accurately describe it, but it had all these little floaty layers of chiffon that gave. So it was a line, but it had this nice little like flowy bell movement to it but I needed to have it altered. It needed to be taken in about like an inch and a half. They took it in about six inches and I couldn't even get into it. Ooh. I picked it up two weeks before junior prom and it was unsalvageable. I had to find a new dress. So that meant I had to find a new everything because I suddenly ended up with this ice blue knee length dress. And so I had to find different shoes because I found coral shoes to match the other one, um, which had a similar coral like chiffon ties and then I needed to find a new clutch bag to go with it I think for whatever reason there was something weird about the limo situation so I ended up having to switch limos because they put too many people in one so all of a sudden I had to find a new place like someone who had room in theirs because I 
it was like me and two other girls were like the last people invited into this one. And then we actually get there to the venue. We get dropped off at the wrong hotel. And so then some one of the guys had to go chasing after the limo to get it to come back to take us, I think it was like 10 blocks down to a different hotel. So I think we were late. Like we missed like part of dinner. If you guys know me, I, you really don't want me to miss part of dinner. Wait, your prom's through the dinner? Yeah. Got it. We had to eat before. Oh, see, I would have liked that better. Yeah. So dinner So dinner was included. We missed part of that. I think my table was at, in a weird location, so I didn't get dessert because they ran out of dessert because they cut the cake too big. Mm. And then, God, something else happened. Oh, oh, my God. That's also the prom where I totally slipped and I, like, fell on my butt in front of everyone. Not the most embarrassing thing that has ever happened to me, but it was just a little bit painful. So yeah, I think I'd redo that just to give the others a little bit more of a head start. Very reasonable. And on that note, thank you for listening to this episode of In Omnia Paratus. Grab your coffee bowl and don't forget to rate, download, and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. As always, where you lead will follow, so head on over to at InOmniaPod on Instagram and let us know about your school dance or winter formal experiences and what you thought of today's episode. Bye! Bye!